Welcome to Dark Horse Matters with Bev. Um, this is a podcast where people can come and share their story. If, and a lot of people who are business owners, entrepreneurs, um, passionate people, creative people can come and just share their story about what they are pursuing in life and you know how the journey that they're on to reach their dreams and their goals and you know just trying to achieve true happiness, which is what everyone's goal is in life, I hope. <laughs> and um, mm-hmm. so today we have a, um, uh, a guest, I, you know, I have to just say that I'm in the, the line of work that I do. Um, it's, I'm just so blessed that I can to interact with people with different walks of life all every day, it never gets boring for me. And this man that uh, I'm going to introduce you to, today is a good friend of mine who I've known for quite some time now. Um, you know, just uh, in, and I met him in kind of like a unusual situation, but um, he, he's here today and he's going to talk to you guys about his journey, which I, he inspires me a lot because he really, really just, you know, shows me what grit is and you know you just can't give up and he he just doesn't stop and he's not going to stop until he achieves his goals and i really admire that about him so um i'm going to introduce you to brian riley hi everybody hi bev how you doing i'm great you know i'm having a great weekend it's the weekend but i you know i still work like (laughs) you know and that's what entrepreneurship is right there you go there you go. It's never on the weekend, getting up at 6 a.m. and doing your thing, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And I, I've, I'm actually very lucky today because um, I actually my kids are um, they're they're with their dad. So I actually got to really put in some uninterrupted time today. Correct. So Correct. I yep. thank yep. you so much for uh, meeting with with me today and sharing, you know, your journey with all of us today. Um, I really appreciate you coming and spending the time with us. Ah, no problem. No problem. So Brian, um, can you tell some of the, the audience some background about your, yourself? Like, where are you from originally? And, you know, do you have siblings? And well, uh, I'm from a small island called Montserrat. And Montserrat is in the West Indies near Antigua, um, St. Thomas. Um, and uh, I came over here when I was five, turning six. So I spent most of my time actually in Boston. And as you know, now, um, as of January, I've made 16 years uh, being in Atlanta. Oh, wow. That's, so you've been here quite some time. Yeah. Do you consider Atlanta your home? Like this is your roots? I consider Atlanta like my my second home because my first home um, is really Boston. Okay. You know, I, we still have family in Boston. Um, we have family in Atlanta now, and we have family uh, in Tennessee and overseas. We we have family like a lot of places. So you have a pretty big family. Ah, uh, pretty big. I mean. Um, I would say like, you know how you have cousins and second cousins and so forth. Well, when I grew up, my cousins were like my brothers and sisters uh, when I was in Boston. And then later on, um, I found out I had two brothers on my father's side and, you know, we bonded and we've been bonded ever since. So, you know, family is, uh, I'm big on family. 
Yes, family is so important. You know, like I've been hearing a lot of stories from different people about them finding, you know, siblings, like, and a lot of it is through like, you know, what is that? Um, social media. Yes, social media. And there's that other the one. DNA, that, the yes, DNA, the, the family tree. Ancestry. Yes, Ancestry.com. Right, yeah, there you go. hear stories from all kinds of people, how they found their half brother or something. And it's right. just, it, and the stories have been very um, uplifting, like, you right. know, where the person who didn't know he had a big family or something, and then they just adopted him right in, you know, like, I hear stories like that all the time. And I think it's amazing. Yeah, I feel so too. I feel so too. So, so do you have any brothers and sisters? Well, technically, I, I do have two brothers on my father's side, and then on uh, my stepmom's side. So I have both my biological mother, and I have uh, my stepmom. So on okay. my stepmom's side, uh, there's like, a, you know, I have sister, or I call her like a sister to me. She's like a little sister to uh, both me and my other two brothers. Okay. And so are they all uh, your immediate family? Are they all here in Atlanta too? Or are they kind of spread uh, out? Pretty much, pretty much. I got one brother that uh, I think he's over in Texas uh, right now. And then my, uh, I'm the oldest, so my middle brother, he's here. Uh, my dad's here. Uh, my mom's here. Uh, my stepmom's here. Um, got a lot of, yeah, my, my daughters are here. So I got a lot of people here. So you're the oldest. I, I'm, the, I'm the youngest in my family. So oh, wow. it's total, total opposite. Total opposite. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so what was that like growing up, like you being the oldest? Did you have like to be like, I don't know, the, what's the dynamic in your family of being the oldest to, child? To be honest with you, when I grew up, um, you know, my parents weren't together and stuff. So it's basically like I was that only child for my mother. Um, and she pretty much raised me and uh, took care of me. Um, and I would see my dad from, from time to time uh, later on when he came to the United States. So it's just one of those things where uh, you wish you could reverse time and, and like have everybody together, but that's not how I grew up. So I, I grew up as that, that, that uh, single kid with a single mom and uh, all my cousins were like my brothers and sisters because we bonded so much. I think it's so important to, you know, have that kind of family um, connection. Uh, yeah. I have I have four sisters myself, and um, we were wow. very close with our cousins um, oh. in Hawaii. That's where I'm yeah. from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of us running around. Um, so you have uh, how many daughters do you have? Um, I, I've got two. I've got two daughters. Uh, that's Michaela and Brianna, and. Um, of course, they're both different. One looks like, one kind of looks like me. The other one kind of looks like their mother. So it's like Michaela would be the twin for me and and Brianna would be the, the twin for my, my ex. <laughs> That's one, funny how that works, right? Yes, yes <laughs> We have our little clones of ourselves. It's, exactly. <laughs> so um, do you, with, with your, your daughters, like um, I, I can, can't even imagine what that must be you know, like having that relationship from a father to a daughter. I, um, do you, what kind of values do you, do you find important in instilling into your children? Cause I, I think about stuff like that all the time because I'm a parent too. Right. And well, I, 
it's one of those things where uh, I, I want to let her know that uh, she's she's limitless. I, I want her to know that she has capabilities that she doesn't even know of. And if she can hone in on those capabilities, then it can strengthen who she is and her character. So for me, I've never put any type of barriers or borders on my kids' imagination on what they can do and uh, who they can be. Right, right. You know, I always try to encourage my kids to just, you know, participate in in everything that right. they can and yeah. just because they they get so shy, you know, and, and right. I struggle from that too. Like when I was a kid, I was very, very shy. Right, and, right. You know, I think um, being a dental hygienist, like mm -hmm. that really was something that really got me out of my shell. And I'm so uh, grateful for that. Um, but I try to instill that into my kids, just let them, um, you know, just not be afraid mm -hmm. to participate and you know practice you know speaking to people i i try even at walmart i'll try to get right. them to practice their their people skills you know right like, there you, go. That, you know <laughs> yeah it's it's you know i i just you know it's it's mm -hmm. a trip when you're a parent like it, it just changes your life and um it just makes you see a different outlook and on everything it is. It, it is it is as a parent like you said um uh, my daughter has been part of Barbizon to help with, um, with you know, strengthen her character and uh, being open and and all of the above. And then the youngest one, she's she's a little bit on the opposite side of what the oldest one is. Um, I guess she's going through that. Hey, you know, I'm I'm finding myself, and uh, these are the people that you know I kind of hang with, and you know, it's it's. It's just different, you know, in the 20s, um, they're four years apart. So they, 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 you know, they still bond with each other, but still their circles are still a little bit separate. Right, right. And it's important to just let them, you know, experience. That's, that's the way you grow up and find yourself. You just have to experience life. Correct, you know? correct, correct. So how old were you when you first started working? Like, ooh. <laughs> I was I was young. Um, it was it was wild because um, I got a I think I got a, either a phone call or or I got invited into uh, my guidance counselor's office and they were like, you know what? Uh, looking at your attendance, we see that you know you're a very astute person. You always you haven't missed a day of school, and and we want somebody that could go out and do the same in, in the workforce. So uh, my first job, I think it was uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. KFC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was KFC. Um, and I got it through the school. And uh, I did that. And after KFC, I think it was Wendy's. Um, and, and, and I did Wendy's. And then from there, I, I think I went to Children's Hospital. And I did Children's Hospital and went up through there. And then so you were that, you were in high school? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I started working when I was 14. Oh wow. Wow. <laughs> I don't is yeah. that even like legal these days? I don't even know. 14 years old. <laughs> That's a real good question. I, yeah. you know, um, I, I think, think it's I think it is. <laughs> wow. I, I I'm not sure anymore. Yeah. You're right. But I yeah. Mean, it, I mean, when people are entrepreneurs like you hear the stories a lot like they start working at a very young age like they just say, correct 
that yeah. mindset. And um, do you think that your mom um, kind of instilled, you know, some of that value in you that it's important to work and earn money? To be honest with you, I, 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 I think my mother, he, she's like, some people think my mother comes from like the army background or something, but she doesn't. <laughs> she's, she's just militant in what she does. Like when you say uh, at two o'clock, I'm going to do this. Uh, at 155, she's like, hey, you know, you got five more minutes. <laughs> I'm like, no, I got you. I got you. <laughs> so you know, she's on it. And and it's one of those things where um, uh, even now she's like, what, 70, uh, 73. And she's just doing things, uh, food bank, this, that, and the other. And, and her regimen is like, I'm like, my God. I'm like, I hope I could sustain the energy level that she has. It's amazing. Well, I, I can see why you are the way you are then, because I mean, you know, you're very prompt, you know, you schedule ahead of time and you do that's not it. miss, you know, and I, I, yeah. I know I can always count on you because of that. And yeah. that's, you know, that's, you get that from your, you, you see your parents like that, you're going to follow. So I always yeah. try to set a good example for my kids too. There you go. There so, you go. Yeah. So can you, um, Tell me a little bit about some struggles that, and hardships, you know, growing up and with your jobs in the past, you know, what, you know, those kind of things that people go through, and, you know, that shape you into who you are and why you're the ambitious person you are today. You know, that's, <clears throat> it's interesting. Um, I've had a good, uh, I could just say resume of working with different organizations from the time I was young. Um, all the way up into uh, adulthood. And um, and like you said, there are many challenges that you go through um, when you're growing inside a company. Um, and um, it, it's, I mean, it, it could be stressful. I think that's the word for stressful, meaning that uh, managing people uh, can be stressful, uh, dealing with um, uh, coworkers that don't do what they're supposed to do and it falls back on you because it's you as a team um, and if they don't carry their weight then the burden comes down on you and it makes your job stressful so having to uh, address those issues uh, could be that other stressful piece where it doesn't quite go the way you think it should go um, and uh, stress in the workplace is one of those things I have encountered, um, <clears throat> you know, literally it paralyzed me um, because it's so stressful that it hits the back, the lower back and those muscles can contract so bad that it could bring you to your knees. So I've had some very powerful and stressful moments that I had to uh, overcome. And um, the other saying is what doesn't kill you Will make you stronger right right and you know um we're at my job like uh i really appreciate my my boss because he he really invests in his team to make sure yeah. that we know how to communicate with each other mm -hmm. uh, if we have any type of issues right. you know any type of upsets you know like we know how to handle that in the workplace and yeah. we don't go to sleep upset because like yeah. um you know when you leave things like that unresolved, it just, you know, the, 
the the whole culture of the office changes and you can't be productive like that you know when you have you know those relationships that you have at work you spend the most time with these people every single day you know like you have to make sure your relationships are solid if you're going to have a very cohesive and productive team so i i'm so grateful for that like and you know like but everybody has gone through that you know I just remember all the jobs that I've had and I've worked in multiple different offices right. where they didn't have a culture like the one I have today. And yeah, you yeah. Know, I mean, and your, your office is very, um, it's, it's, it's very well maintained. Uh, the people are very nice there and, um, and, and it's, it's just good that y'all are able to work, uh, together like that. And that's, that's what you want to try to, to get to that level where people can understand what their roles are and that it's not too hard and any problem that they have it can be addressed and it can it can be resolved right right yeah but i've i have experienced those times you know like in so many right, different right. jobs and and mm -hmm. what do i sometimes it's just like you know i, I can't be here you know and that's when you that's right yourself out of if the it's equation. a toxic environment then something has to change right exactly that way yeah so um can you uh tell me about your business that you're passionate about what is this um this business that you are representing on your shirt there <laughs> right, right, right this this is um this right here that's graviton motors um Graviton Motors, uh, I started years ago, back like around uh, 2008. I had actually made some drawings because I have this like uh, creative technical background that uh, I kind of asked God to give me my gift back and he did. So when I drew what I drew in 2008, uh, I said, the big boys will do this. So fast forward is 2010. I'm like, I looked at my, my book. I said, whoa, nobody's done this. So once again, I kind of just put it down. And then I think it was in around 2011, uh, I started trying to draw a logo and stuff. And, um, you know, fast forward, I did the website. Um, I did a whole lot of things thinking, hey, let me get some people involved. They'll see what I'm trying to do and they'll just, you know, help out. And that, that wasn't the case. It's been a journey. Um, I incorporated the company in 2013. So we're going on um, eight years. And in, in that time, we did a, little, a lot of research, a lot of testing and all of the above. And now we're at a, a, a point where uh, we've patented what we call a mini electric power plant. Um, and we patented that in last year, November. So this year, March, we should hear back from the patent office. Um, that's that's number one. But number two, we took that design and we doubled down and we created a dual mini electric power plant. And for those who don't know <laughs> what I'm referring to is um, there's generators out there and cars have a limited range of driving because most cars were founded on the, uh, on the principle of just battery technology. Um, my company is founded off of uh, wind, solar, and battery. And we infuse that design into one car that could go further. So over the years, like I said, we've just been blessed in like this last 
last year, 2020, we developed the, uh, the mini power plant. It's in the shape of a V6 slash V8 engine, but it's not an engine, it's a, it's a power plant. It produces electricity from three different power sources, which is solar, wind, and battery. Any one of those three can, can just jump in and say, I'm gonna power this, this, this time period. If the sun goes down, we have wind. We're doing 40 to 60 miles an hour on the highway. Well, we're capturing that electricity and we're making it useful to where it can recharge a battery while the car is in motion. Or if it's powerful enough, we can group everything together and form enough electricity so that it actually will power one of the devices that is part of the uh, electric power plant. So what we have here is something very, very special. Um, we're, we're looking to, to do uh, the dual version of it. We're looking to put that in 18 wheelers. And if we put it in 18 wheelers, we know that Amazon has devoted to going green. We want them to be one of the first customers that uh, we can offer our uh, conversion uh, package to. Wow, that is really incredible. And I don't think I've ever heard you explain it in that way to me before, because right. usually when you explain it to me, it's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, um, but that is very, um, it just seems very um, futuristic. You know what I mean? Like, like your your mind is thinking way out there and just, and is it something that you desire to just really, really embrace becoming a sustainable planet? Like you're, you're promoting- um, Green, green yes. technology. Um, at the end of the day, because I started this journey back in 2008, um, there, there, there was a lot of technology that was out there. I was in my redesign phase, but there was a lot of technology that was out there. And when I looked at what was out there, I said, hey, I can use this and I can use that. And then I started to understand the principles of what I was using. So um, I graduated from um, what they call YouTube University. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been to university over there too. <laughs> right, right, right. So YouTube <laughs> University, um, they show so many things and so many creative ways to use electricity and to to use green um, energy that I was able to put together something really, really incredible that nobody else on this planet has done so far. And when people really ask me, they're like, well, why didn't somebody else think of this? And I said, well, to be honest with you, I, I can see the history of all the great inventors, um, you know, from Thomas Edison, uh, Nikola Tesla, uh, Graham Bell, Alexander, you know, it, it's one of those things where we have read their stories, but you have to put yourself in their mindset. What were they trying to achieve? What was the materials they were using back then? And what are the materials that we have right now? I'm the person that bridged that gap. So I put everything together and I say, okay, this works, that works, and this works. I had to redesign them so that they could work friendly with each other and produce what they're supposed to produce. 
So these motors, could could they be used for other things besides just, you know, in cars or trucks, like this type uh, well, of technology? Well, and, and you know what? You always have to wrap your mind around what it is that we're bringing. It's actually a, a mini electric power plant. And then over here, you have the, the motor. So, and then we have the battery, solar, or wind. And e any of these three can power the mini electric power plant. This produces 480 volts of electricity. And when this produces that, we have another device that it goes through, it raises up the current, and then it drops it down on the motor, and the motor is what moves the car. Wow. That's the breakdown. I know I do remember you showing me some diagram. Like oh, it was yeah, like a yeah. you know, it was like a <laughs> it was a really cool video actually. Um so what kind of impact do you see your product? Like if it was mm -hmm. out there and it was being sold uh, you know, on a global scale, like what kind of impact do you think that it could make in the world and the economy? Well, I I'll I'll tell you. Um because you know i'm a visionary i'm a visionary so i can literally see what five years ten years of the global market actually will look like so for me i see um the 18 wheeler conversion that we do uh with the car i think we have 500 miles in the city 1000 miles on the highway but with the 18 wheeler with the larger battery footprint and with a dual um, mini electric power plant on board and some other proprietary um, generating devices, we're looking at 2,500 miles per charge uh, for each 18 wheeler. And, and just imagine going from Atlanta to Boston is 1,000 miles. And then coming back midway, Virginia, that'd probably be almost a total of 1,700 miles so you're almost like going, coming back, and then even going again, almost a, a third time around, and then having to recharge or hot swap the battery technology. So it's it's a serious, serious impact that our technology could be in Peterbilt, Mack trucks, uh, Mercedes trucks, uh, you name it, um, the implement, implications that we have it's very, very huge. Wow. I, you know, like, and just um, imagine like, you know, mm -hmm. if the world converts this way, we won't have to be using so much fuels and the pollution right. and all that be going down. I mean, all gosh, I don't know if you've spent much time in, cause Atlanta, it's very urban in Atlanta right. and, you know, we've spent enough time in traffic, but I don't know if you've ever spent any time in Los Angeles. I'll be real with you. I've never been to LA. I've only seen, like you said, that smog that LA uh, has. Yeah, like and the then, plane goes down into the brown dome. Right, right. And then during um, during this whole pandemic, um, you you see how like everything just got cleaner, and you're like, oh my god, I, you could actually see, <laughs> right. Right, 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 and it was amazing. It was yes. amazing. Yeah. Man, I, I really want that for our planet, like in the future. I just hope that people really um, embrace, you know, just going green and, um, you know, just 
you know, because it's, it's important. Our planet needs to last for the, our, you know, the future generations ahead of us, you know, we can't ruin it for them. <laughs> you know, uh, you know it, it's an amazing transformation. Um, a lot of people um, probably don't take the time to think where, where we're at as people and where we're trying to evolve to. Um, this is not the 50s and 60s. Some of the things that we're doing is actually were in comic books from the 50s and 60s that we have now. And when we look at how technology is advancing, a lot of the movies that we see are actually part of that future that we're going to be. So whether they like change or whether they don't like change, um, change is coming. Mm -hmm. It's inevitable. Exactly. And it's a good thing. Change yeah. is definitely a good thing. It's just we, the, the passionate people like you, you know, and visionaries have to really just see, you know, how the changes can better the planet and not make correct. it worse, of course. Correct, correct, correct. In fact, I'll tell you a story real quick. Um, just last week, somebody called me up and they called me up from uh, the Graviton Motors um, client line and they said, hey, guess where I'm at? <laughs> I, said, I said, where you at? And he said, City Hall. I said, okay, you're in City Hall. And why? It's like, because I saw your business card on somebody in City Hall that's four, uh, four uh, steps down from uh, the governor, uh, Brian Kemp. And I said, I said, so somebody at some point, somewhere, they got my business card and I, I guess they're waiting to call my company to find out what Graviton Motors can do for Atlanta. Yes. Yes. You got to get your, your name out there, you know, there you and just talk go. to more people. Cause you know, right. there's other people who are visionaries just like you and they just need to find what they're passionate about, you know? True. So can you tell me, cause you said like years ago, like at the beginning, when you first dreamed this up, mm -hmm. like you drew a picture, like did this picture come from a dream? I'm like thinking the flux capacitor, you know? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, basically what happened is, is that um, as, as a visionary, you, it, it's, I'm a brand builder. So that means when I have a business, I literally can think for a moment, whether it's 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and I can think of a name that actually fits, fits that, that, that branding of the company. So Graviton Motors came about just like, you know, I was throwing out names, throwing out names. And then I said, you know, I must've came towards gravity. And after I got to gravity, I, I thought of, I got to Graviton. And then after I looked up the, the meaning and all of the above, and I said, wow, you know what? This fits. And that's how it went from just Graviton to like Graviton Motors because, um, as an inventor, uh, I can imagine electromagnetic motors. I've always had it to design one and I did. And now with the evolution of all the technology, ooh, I can't wait to see what I'm gonna be able to do in, in the next three years. Yes, yes. Man, you know, like my brain just doesn't work that way. I'm a creative person too, but I don't, 
I don't, my brain doesn't create like that. You know, it's a totally yeah. different type of creativity. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a person that hears sounds more than, you know, you're in the music, you're yeah. music. <laughs> and yeah. art too. But like, yeah, I just, I just think it's so fascinating for people like you with the way your mind works and the way, you know, the wheels turn in there and what kind of things that you see. Cause I mean, it's a total circus in my head every single day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, oh, no, I so many ideas that come, come and go and it, it's hard to keep track of sometimes. And sometimes you just have to draw pictures and write it down. Cause otherwise, you know, it, it comes and goes very quickly. Now what, what I was told uh, back in the day was to keep pen and paper beside your bed and that's exactly how it started out for me um when i got my creativity back uh literally i was getting flooded with everything i wanted to recreate and i would only get about two hours sleep and then um, i had to control it and then uh, when i found out i could use my finger to start designing things on my phone <laughs> this was way back now I started designing things on, um, I think it was the the, the five, um, not the Note 5, um, uh, just Galaxy 5. On the Galaxy 5, I was designing stuff like that. And I've gone through a number of phones and I've had to transfer everything that I had from that phone to that phone. And then from this phone to this phone. So now <laughs> it's crazy. But when you look at my designs, you can literally just be scrolling scrolling, scrolling, and scrolling because there's so many designs that I've done um, when it comes to the electromagnetic field and green energy and all of that. I'm, I'm, I'm so locked in on putting that puzzle together that now that we're here, this is what I wanna do. I wanna build Graviton Motors to where it's that company that says, you know what, we can create jobs across the United States of America. Yeah, that's that's um, amazing. Like, you know, just being able to provide, you know, that for other people, you know, Correct. and just the opportunity, you know, that's, yeah, it's, it's, it's important, especially now because of the pandemic, there's so many opportunities that got, you know, lost Correct. and a lot of people are a lot just- of jobs. Yes, a lot yes. Of jobs. It's, it's, a, it's been a hell of a journey, um, I think, uh, my company definitely would have been one of the companies that would have to restructure and, and wait for uh, our vendors to come back online. Um, you know, a lot of things got shut down, um, but now everything is opening back up to a good point. And um, um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be one of those things where my company feeds a lot of companies. And, and you have to imagine that I buy my motors and controllers from company A, and then I buy motors and controls from company B. And then I have another company that's removing engines and transmissions for me. And I do a lot of mom and pop type contracts where I can feed them because this is part of what they do as a business. So I can say, hey, you know what? Why don't you take these 10 cars and take out the motors, the controllers, the exhaust system, um, the fuel cell, all, all of that, the fuel tank, and then when you're done, package things up, send them to me, and then I'll do my part. So for me, I feed a lot of smaller entities along the way when you look at the full scope of what we do. Wow. Wow. 
that's that's just amazing and you know just keep doing what you're doing don't give up you know like there's relationships the more people you reach out to the more relationships you build and you the doors start opening you know that's that's how it works so um is there a place like that our audience can go to get more information about your your business um a website or you know where can people find you um i can be reached um you could go to gravitonmotors.com and and you can see uh, the website. Uh, we will be updating the website with more, um, more good information for investors. Um, if investors uh, uh, want to reach out to us, they can send an email to greenenergy at gravitonmotors.com or partner up, all one word, partner up at gravitonmotors.com. Uh, this is truly like we're still in startup phase, but the technology that we bring to the table, nobody else has that. Um, so those are the two places to, to, to reach out to us for right now to keep the, the volume down. Uh, later on, we have the uh, 800 number up there, but you have to go through the menu uh, to find the, um, uh, the CEO, the CFO, or the COO. Uh, if you go through the mem, um, the the number and go press five, and then it'll tell you what our numbers are. Okay, um, I'll probably make sure I'll I'll make sure to drop the links into the description also okay. for for our our site the, the for the podcast as well. Okay. So, Excellent. man, I really really appreciate you coming and talking about your your passions. It's very exciting, and you know I I just can't wait to see what evolves out of all of this. Well, it was a pleasure, Bev. I'm, I'm glad to, to be on, you know, as we say, you know, to Graviton and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. All right. Have a great weekend. All right, you too.